quite a few of us out today. This Man. is more than, than we usually have, which is great. Things are almost getting back to normal, seems like, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is awesome. Good to see you this morning. Um, you know, uh, uh, Romans 15.4 says that the, uh, the scriptures are, are, are written a foretime for our learning. Yeah. And uh, I often like going back to the Old Testament and seeing how uh, it relates to us today. And of course, you know, the whole Bible is, is relevant to us, but there are some awesome stories in the Old Testament. Uh, so today I, I like to pull a story out of uh, Nehemiah. But before I get to Nehemiah, which has so many awesome stories in it, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of background before we actually get to Nehemiah. Uh, looking in the book of um, Ezra, you know, if you go back to that point where uh, the Jews had been exiled by uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, and uh, you get to Ezra and they are uh, Cyrus, who's the king of Persia, actually uh, commands or, or wants them to rebuild uh, a temple and, and also an altar. Uh, so those that had been exiled, the Jews that had been exiled, they uh, actually migrated back and wanted to help build that temple and that altar. And then you get to Ezra chapter four, and that's why I would get started. That kind of gives a leeway into uh, Nehemiah. And I'm trying not to rush along too fast, but I've already been told that we started 15 minutes late. So <laughs> I'm going to get this time thing right before long, when it's all, before it's all over here. But, uh, but just bear with me for just a minute because I need to get us up to the point where we need to be in uh, Nehemiah. So Ezra chapter 4, uh, beginning at verse 17, it says, The king sent this reply. This is Ezra chapter 4, verse 17. Uh, so the king sent this reply to Rehem, uh, the commanding officer, Shishra, the secretary, and the rest of their associates living in Samaria and elsewhere in Trans-Euphrates. Greetings. The letter you sent us has been read and translated in many presence, in my presence. I issue an order and a search was made, and it was found that the city has a long history of revolt against kings and has been a place of rebellion and sedition. Jerusalem has power, powerful kings ruling over the whole trans-Euphrates, and taxes, tribute, and duty were paid to them. Now I issue an order that these men stop work so that this city will not be built until I so order. Be careful not to neglect this matter. Why let this threat grow and to the detriment of the royal interests? As soon as a copy of this letter of King Artaxerxes was read to Rehem and Shishra, uh, the secretary and their associates, they went immediately to the Jews in Jerusalem and compelled them to force, uh, by force, to stop. So keep in mind, this is King Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes actually told them to stop. So keep that in mind. This is over in the book of Ezra. So now we go over to the book of Nehemiah in chapter 1. And it says, the word of Nehemiah, 
son of Hakalah, in the month of uh, Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judea with, with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish uh, remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province or uh, in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, this is Nehemiah, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before God of heaven. Now, Nehemiah is a book about restoration and rebuilding and at any cost. And, you know, I won't get into it today, but the building of the rebuilding of the wall and all these things that are to come uh, within this chapter are all about rebuilding, building up, having great faith, doing God's will at any cost. But basically how we get to this point is due to the adultery, the uh, infidelity of, of God's people uh, that, that actually was prophesied back in, in Jeremiah chapter 25 and 11 and actually Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, 25, 29 and 29, 11. This was already prophesied uh, that they were going to be in captivity. Uh, so, but now my message to, to get us to this point is actually in Nehemiah chapter 2. So I just wanted to lay a little background on how did we get to this point. So we know that they were in captivity. They were, uh, they were wanting to rebuild the temple and all these things. And then uh, the king said for them to, to stop. And this was King uh, Artaxerxes said for them to stop. So now we get to Nehemiah chapter 2. So just bear with me. We're going to somewhere with this. So uh, Nehemiah chapter 2. Uh, in the month, uh, and this is verse 2, in the month of uh, Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought to him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of the heart. I was very afraid. But I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors were buried lies in ruin and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said unto me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. If it please the king uh, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judea where my ancestors were buried, so I can rebuild it. Then the king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked him, how long will it, your journey take, and will, when will you be back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have a letter uh, to the governors of the trans-Euphrates, so that uh, they will provide safe co uh, conduct until I arrive in Judea. And may I have a letter to Asif, keeper of the royal park, 
So did he give me timber uh, to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. I don't know if y'all got that, but wow, what a open door. What an opportunity uh, that was presented. Now, now here's Nehemiah, a, a, a mere slave, a servant of the king, and never would have thought that bringing this wine, he was also a cupbearer, so bringing that to the king, and, you know, he had a heavy heart at that time, and it is just unheard of that, well, the king uh, is concerned about you in that way. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we, I'm sure that Nehemiah was feeling like, well, I'm, I'm just a, a mere slave. I'm just kind of a, a worthless person. And, and, you know, I don't want to disturb the king. And sometimes we feel that way like we're in a, worthy, uh, a worthless state. And that we are, find ourselves keep doing the wrong thing over and over again. And we feel unworthy that we should even ask God for forgiveness or uh, we find ourselves in a, a state that, we, well, God, I don't even know if I can come to you and ask you for this thing over here because I know that I'm, I'm not right. Or I'm struggling with the thing, one thing or another. So I, I just feel inadequate at this time. Now, but Nehemiah, he said he was scared <laughs> when, the, when the king actually asked him what was, was wrong. But look at the door that God opened for him. In, in verse 4, it says, the king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven. So right after he asked the question, what is the first thing that Nehemiah did? He prayed. And, he, uh, and I answered the king. If it please the king and if your servant has found favor in our sight, let him send me to the city of Judea where my ancestors are buried uh, so that I can rebuild it. Uh, now, in this low moment, you know, in our uh, unworthy, when we feel unworthy, we have to, to pray. When you're feeling low, prayer changes things. Depression leaves when you pray. Sickness gets better when you pray. Mm -hmm. Marriages get better when you pray. Mm -hmm. And that frown that you have on your face, it actually turns upside down when you pray. If you don't believe me, try it. Relationships get restored when you pray. But Nehemiah actually petitioned the king in, in, in a general manner. He said, let, let, can, can, you, can I go back to where my ancestors were? But when we ask for things, we need to make sure that we are prepared for the blessing, the door that God is going to open for us. Mm -hmm. And right away in, in verse six, uh, it says, then the king and with the queen sitting right there beside him, ask him, how long will your journey take? And when will you get back? Isn't that something? So not only has the king said, okay, well, I'm not going to flip out because you asked me to go back there. You're my servant. You're my slave. How about you going back? That's what you asked for in general. Yeah, okay, I'll let you, you do that. But then here's the king saying, well, how long will it take you to get back? So not only am I going to bless you to go, but 
You got a job when you get back. Don't worry about where you're going to stay when you get back. God has a way of blessing us in, in ways that we can't even imagine. We have this one thing in mind and, and we fret about that. God's not working fast enough. He ain't working it out the way I want it worked out. But God, he works in mysterious ways, especially for those uh, that does his will. If you are bent on doing God's will, he's going to look out for you. He will work things out in ways and in times that you won't even imagine. But our thing is, we just have to make sure that we are prepared. And not only that, when he's asking him, well, how long is it going to take? When are you going to be back? We have to be prepared. Sometimes we ask God for things to open a door for us, and we're not even prepared for it. So not only uh, is he going to be blessed to be able to go, but uh, he's got a job when he comes back. And if you look at verse seven, I also said to him, if it please the king, now he's getting a little bold with it. He? Okay, I'm already getting blessed with it, but why yet it? Why yet it, king? In verse uh, seven, I also said to him, if it please the king, may I have a letter to the governors of the trans-Euphrates so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judea. So I... I Knowing that that region, and, and not only that was the king, the king of the area, but you also had local officials in the towns. And, but he knew that he was going to have some opposition along the way. Uh, so he had to be careful what he asked for. And he's asking for, okay, well, God, uh, you know, I, I want this thing, but I, I know I'm going to need some help along the way. And we are that same way. You know, we need to make sure that when we're asking for these things to transpire in our lives, we need to know that there may be some dangers that lie ahead. But we can't go at it alone. God is there to provide us protection. And if you look at it, he's saying, well, King, if I have a letter from you, if it's got your stamp of approval on it, then of course they're going to let me go. You know, sometimes when we're praying for these jobs and things to transpire in our lives, Man, you need to go in there with some confidence. You need to go in there with the stamp saying, hey, I belong to the king. He, God is my master. We need that letter to come along with us so they know who they're dealing with. <laughs> so so uh, Nehemiah said, okay, well, can you grant me this letter uh, while you edit? Uh, but just looking that, that he needed these um, you know, the letter. And then if you go on to uh, verse eight, and he's getting even bolder. He says, and, and, and may I have a letter to uh, Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. Now, here's the king that I already said, hey, you know what? Y'all, the, the, uh, the, the Jewish people, what, what are y'all doing? Y'all can't be, y'all have been exiled. What are y'all trying to rebound for? Y'all better stop it. Hmm. Now, here's his slave <laughs> with God's hand on him saying, hey, uh, can, can you not only send me back to this place, but can you provide me the wood to build. And not only to build the gate to keep people in and out of the city, but to build a wall around. 
And not only that, but, you know, can you give your slave uh, some wood so that I can build my, my shack while I'm there so I have a place to stay? Man, if y'all don't understand, when I was reading this, this passage, I, I got happy. Like, man, we serve a mighty God. He is awesome. I mean, if, and if you look back and, and reflect back on your life, and if you don't have no testimony at this point, wow, you need to look a little harder. I look back on some things in my life and say, God, I, I, I just thank you. You know, getting to the place where you are at this point in your life, you should look back and say, God, thank you. I don't know how I got here, but thank you. But this is awesome. Uh, so if you look at the book uh, of Nehemiah, the, the king opened the door for Nehemiah's request. Uh, so what does this show us? God is already working on our future. God already knew what, was, what he was going to do for Nehemiah. But the thing is, Nehemiah made sure that he, his, foot was, his, his steps were ordered by God. So God is already looking at our future. He already has the people in place uh, that are going to uh, excel us, to help us get to where we want to go. Uh, he already has those moments of opportunity set for us. He already has uh, events planned that will cause us to become stronger. And we look at those events. Well, some of those events are trials and tribulations that we know that we're going to have to go through at some point. But that's to build us stronger. That's to get to help us get to where we need to go. And, and I always you know, say that I, I thank God for leading me down the path of where we are. Even leading us to this path where we're all here together. Well, I know you, you know me. That's not by chance. And I remember moving here to McDonough from, uh, from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. And, you know, my wife and I, we had looked all over uh, the area, the metro area. Actually, we were mainly up north, up in Cumming and Alpharetta, all that. And so happened to be tra traveling down 75 South and saw a billboard that said it was a neighborhood off the road. And, and lo and behold, one thing has led to another. And we've been here for, what, 15 years, 16, 15 years now. And it's not by chance that God led us down there to get that house, to, <laughs> to, to attend this congregation. I remember uh, meeting Sister Lisa at, at the elementary school. And what that means, so things don't just happen by chance. God already knows our future. We just have to obey. We just have to do what he tells us to do. And he, he will bless us in ways that, that you can't even imagine. <laughs> Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good for those who love God. All things work together for the good. That is so much of an understatement. <laughs> and this is one of those stories that, you know, things will work together. Not only will he bless you with a little, but he will bless you in abundance. He will bless you that you won't even have room to receive it. But that doesn't mean that that's the end of your trials and tribulations. But God can work it out. No matter what it is that you're going through, no matter your low situation, your low point, let God work it out. You pray, you obey, and God will work it out. And not only that, and I'm going to end with verse 9. Verse 9, I'll close it out there. Verse 9, it says, uh, So I went to the governor's of Trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. 
And the king had also sent army officials and cavalry with me. <laughs> if y'all don't see the blessing in all this, I mean, God is so awesome. You know, when he blessed you with a job, when he puts you into an area, you know, I remember moving to this area, he didn't, he said, you know, I'm going to put some soldiers there with you. <laughs> when you're on the job, he said, I'm going to put some soldiers there with you. Yeah. Let me handle this. I got it. Yeah. You do what you, you stay in your lane and I'm going I'm to I'm bless you. So we serve an awesome, an awesome God. But we must pray. We must pray. We must obey. That is the key. God is willing to bless you. God is willing to open doors for you. He loves us. He loves us. Uh, so we just have to stay firm to his word. Uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. It says, uh, the Lord is far from the wicked, but his ears, uh, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. So if you're here today, and I'm, I'm so thankful that you are, uh, and you find yourself going, going through it at this time, let, let God, he, he can work it out for you. Let us pray for you. Let us pray with you. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. I mean, the main part that we're here, of course, is to worship our Father in spirit and in truth. But he also put us in this place to help admonish one another, to help build each other up. Yeah. So let the prayers of the righteous uh, build you up, help you out, because God is willing to work it out for you. So let us pray for you today. Uh, James uh, 5 uh, 16, the uh, effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availed much. Mm -hmm. That's why we are here today. Mm -hmm. And all these things that are going out. And it's uh, looking at the, the whole chapter of Nehemiah. Uh, and I could have even stopped at, at chapter one. Uh, when Nehemiah was, was distressed by hearing what was going on uh, back in his hometown in Judea and Jerusalem. And, and how he was so perplexed and he had to sit down and fasted and, and prayed and cried and just thinking how we hadn't seen each other. I'm, I hadn't seen most of some of you in quite a while mm -hmm. and some others that, that, are, that we're not, haven't seen in over a month. Mm -hmm. Are we perplexed? Are we missing them? But the book of Nehemiah, I'm so thankful that God has left so uh, many wonderful stories in our path that we can learn from it. Um, but that is my message today. Let, let God work it out for you. Don't lean to your own understanding. God, we serve an awesome God. Amen. He can work it out ways and, and, that, that you can't even imagine, that you can't even think of. But guarantee you that he has your best interests in mind. I guarantee you. So today, if, if you have any prayer requests at this time, let us make it, let, make it known now. You know, let us pray for you. Uh, let us pray with you. Do we have any prayer requests at this time?